When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On today's What Chaos, it was a violent weekend in the NHL. The Sharks are the hottest team in hockey and the Oilers are the hottest team in hockey. The Rangers jerseys are just as bad as I thought they were. And the Coyotes just can't beat teams that have won the Stanley Cup before. Gene, come on the podcast. And everybody else, give us five stars because the libs are tanking our ratings. Yes, please, Spotify, smash five stars. It's what chaos. It's what chaos. It's Monday, December 11th. Pete is back in Boston. Hi, Pete. Welcome back to Boston. Hey there. Thanks. I've been here for a couple days and I'm happy to be back. What's it like when you come back to Boston and you're in a place before they're being nice and you come back to Boston? They're like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> See, that's exactly how people from Boston talk. Uh, I love Chicago. Chicago is one of the uh, very few cities in the United States. I think that I would be um, excited to move to like, I'm not excited to get out of Boston, but I would definitely move from Boston to Chicago. I don't know how many other cities there are. You know that why? I would say that. Cause they're very similar. Cause there's water. Yeah. They're very similar. Like uh, my favorite American There's water in a lot of places. A lot of them are landlocked. Like That's I true. would love to live in Austin, but I think I, I do wonder if I could do it. LA. Absolutely. At some point I'll either be by coastal or I'll live in LA Chicago. I could do because you got the river right there. Boston's lovely. Uh, Sean, how are you? I'm good. I was going to say Buffalo, New York, right on the lake. Beautiful city. That's right. Buffalo it's is true. a beautiful city. We're, we have a, a Buffalo heavy week this week. We have a big week in general because we've got some bonkers guests. We're going to be doing a little traveling at the end of the week. We're going to do a nice big content trip. It's going to be an amazing time. But let us start with it being Monday because, Pete, I get the feeling people are pissed. pissed. You know who's the most pissed? Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Uh, John Tortorella, because his no-hit league thing is no longer a bar. Because uh, there are hits. There are hits, and that's why people are pissed. Uh, there, was, there was a lot of bad hits this weekend. There was a lot of, like, very unfortunate, tough incidents. Um, obviously, you have Nick Cousins and Erica Branson. Mm -hmm. Let's start with that one, because I think that one is the worst. Uh, Nick Cousins unloaded on Erica Branson below the goal line. And that to me is like a really, really egregious hit from Nick cousins. It was initially called a major. They downgraded it to a minor penalty, which 
I I can't believe it, uh, especially in today's NHL. I love that. Today's woke NHL. No, it's the kind of stuff I want in the game. So, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Okay. You're one of those guys? Yeah. Yeah. You just want violence. You want take his head off, kill him, uh, kill him out there? Uh, look, I'm not crazy. Yeah. I don't. I don't want anybody to kill anybody out there. You have big uh, Joker energy right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, how funny would it be if there were people that were like, "Hey, isn't that like good? <laughs> isn't hockey the best? We live in a society." When they get hurt, uh, it, no, no, no. Thankfully, Gabranson didn't get hurt uh, because you could tell because he laid down face on the ice and then and then like pretended that he was hurt and then hopped up and jumped Nick Cousins that was like a, and I'm not like a talk about hits guy but that was like a Jesus fucking Christ dude like what, unnecessary like yeah yeah oh yeah he you can really really seriously injure a guy with what Nick Cousins pulled there so he should he should have been uh the match penalty that he was initially assessed should have stuck it didn't so the next time that they're out on the ice Good Branson jumps Cousins, essentially like attacks him, tackles him to the ice, and Cousins turtles, and Good Branson doesn't care, is still punching him while he's down on the ice, which now he has a hearing for that because uh, he was called for an aggressor, which mm. rule 46.2. Rule 46.2, push up my glasses on the bridge of my nose. The aggressor in an altercation shall be the player who continues to throw punches in an attempt to inflict punishment on his opponent who is in a defenseless position or who is an unwilling combatant. And I think we can all agree, Nick Cousins, unwilling combatant in, in that scenario. A lot of people have an issue with uh, Gabranson getting a hearing for that because he was taking matters into his own hands. And I love, people love when guys take matters into their own hands, especially if they've been wronged earlier in the game. And to a certain extent, I do like it, but I do think there's, there's like a line. And Gabranson, I would say, cross a line by continuously trying to throw punches while Cousins is on the ground. And in this specific scenario, I, I, I think that he's, Oh, I can, I can justify it. I can, I can justify it. But my problem is, is that if you let him get away with that and you allow it to become uh, a thing that you excuse, there are going to be guys down the road that take exception to hits that are, are fine. Like, you know how, how guys get sometimes if they feel like, if they feel like they were hit in a vulnerable, vulnerable spot, or they feel like they were hit, uh, in a dirty manner, they're not always right about that. They're not no. always right about that. And the like, oh, you hit my teammate, and I just don't like that you hit right. my teammate thing. Speaking of, by the way, uh, wing senators, yeah, Dylan Larkin. Look again, not gonna fucking circumcise the mosquito here. Gross. The play wasn't. The play wasn't bad. Uh, the result. Was I bad. like the he was punched in the head. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He it, wasn't punched. He in the was. Head. Uh, he was pushed. But what's important though is that it leads to Perron going after Zub yeah. and losing his shit in the. Yeah. yeah so, you've wronged us. Now we wrong you. So Dylan Larkin put gets hit awkwardly and like ends up on the ice and he. It looks like he's in terror. It looks like the result is terrible. He is like fully unconscious on the ice. I. I'm. Willing to bet David Perron saw that, saw Zub standing right next to him, put, 
two and two together and was like, he did that hmm. without seeing the full play. Attack Zub, cross checks him in the face. That you can't do that. He and now he's getting an in person hearing, but also like a Zoom hearing because he gets the choice. That's like the funniest thing. You can know you wave the the in person right. hearing. You do it over Zoom. They're like, well, that doesn't change anything. Right. They still, still get they, five or more. They still word it as like in person hearing via Zoom. Yeah. So uh, he is. He has the the potential to get more than five games. I wouldn't be surprised. Back to the the Cousins thing, like Cousins should absolutely have a hearing for that hit on Goodbranson. I believe that only Goodbranson has a hearing, which is insane to me. He's the aggressor, bro. I do think that uh, of all the stuff that happened this weekend, Perron's going to get the most games, which kind of sucks. But like if you're going to attack a guy and cross check him in the face, make sure it's the right guy. Although in this case, I don't know if there is a right guy. Because like you said, I don't think it was intentional. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. We... If we got bags under our eyes, it's because uh, we stayed up all night watching the Sharks last night. The yeah. Sharks have their hooks in us in ways that I never would have thought. Over the weekend, I placed a $9 bet on the San Jose Sharks to win the Stanley Cup. It'll pay me $9,000 if it happens. But the Sharks, they're on a three-game uh, point streak. Shut up. What's wrong with you? They're on a three-game <laughs> point streak, and they are currently tied Still kind of in last place because they've played uh, more games than the Blackhawks, but they're moving on up. And the Sharks are actually a compelling product right now. They only play super high scoring games. Mm -hmm. Their last three games have been what? It's been uh, six, five, five, four, six, three. Those are their last three wins. Uh, they're two zero and one in their last three games, all of which have gone to overtime. They lost in a shootout to the Vegas Golden Knights last night. But they came back from down 3-1 and 4-2 in the final minutes of the third period. They are such, they're like the poorest man's Oilers in that it's going to be a mess. It's going to be fast. It's going to be high scoring. I love watching the Sharks right now. You know now. what that is? That's last year's Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, without but. Without the talent. <laughs> no, without, I was going to say without the pressure, without the stakes. Yeah, well, no, like, I mean, the Sabres didn't start off last year with pressure. The pressure mounted as they mounted wins. Mm, that's fair. And now the pressure is on the Sabres. But, like, yeah, I, I think that you look at the roster of last year's Buffalo Sabres and you said they've got way more young talent and, and like, the outlook is probably brighter. But that's the style of game that they played, which is why I fall in love with them. And you're right. Like, I, I tweeted last night. I can't believe we're two weeks out from Christmas and I'm mentally invested in the San Jose Sharks because they are a fun team to watch. They have on this road trip for the past uh, couple weeks, the six game road trip. They have been like one of the most exciting teams in hockey. And does that mean that they've been one of the best teams in hockey? No, which is why I laugh at your bet for them to win the Stanley cup. But in the last three games, they've erased third period uh, deficits, two of which have been multi-goal deficits in the final minutes of a game. And, like, this team has heart. This team fights. And it's enjoyable to watch. Like, you compare them I compare them to the, the Blackhawks and that they're both at the bottom of the league. Right now, I look at those two teams, and the Blackhawks are absolutely, like, the worst team in the league. Because so. their games are not nearly as fun, not nearly as enjoyable. And I, I watched two games from the Blackhawks in person last week. One of them was a shutout win by the Blackhawks, and that game stunk. Like, I still watch, like, every Blackhawks game, by the way. 
Yeah, just I mean, because like, like I, I want to know what's going on there so much, but they're probably still even a year away, and maybe they end up getting. I mean, people are saying like, oh, Blackhawks going to get the first overall pick again. Are they going to turn into the Oilers, except with like better leadership and all that sort mm. of thing? But like, they're a year away from it being good and fun. Probably still not in a playoff sort of way, but getting back to the Sharks. We don't talk about last place teams having like Jack Adams candidates or anything. And I don't think that David Quinn is a real uh, Jack Adams candidate, but I think that David Quinn is doing a good job in San Jose, which is a weird thing to say about a last place team. I I mean, I would agree. Like I said, they, that team has heart. They are invested in games. Like when you, when you rally back in, in the third period, multi-goal deficits, like a lot of that is coaching. It's instilling confidence in your players to not give up on games late in games and I agree like the Sharks roster is bad and mm. they are playing competitive spirited hockey and I think that that's something to be said for that especially after the start that they had because the start that they had could easily derail a team for like the entirety of a season they yeah. could just look at at the start that they had and be like okay this season's gonna suck we have one of the worst teams in the league let's just show up to work and get this fucking over with every day and that that's not the vibe I'm getting right now from San Jose. Last night was the first time I did the, there needs to be a time limit on shootouts because Jack Eichel scored in the shootout on a slow ass attempt. And that one, you said that to me and I did not agree. Like I, I have complained about that several times in the past, usually with Evgeny Kuznetsov, mm -hmm. who is unlike anybody else in the NHL with how slow he goes. But like, Eichel got to the dot pretty fast. He got to the dot pretty fast and threw on the brakes. And then, then he started like, texting. <laughs> no, he only took like a couple seconds. It's, you know, it's, it's slower than a, a, a natural hockey play, but at least he got to the dots pretty quick. The only reason I didn't like it is because you had I wanted the sharks. It. No, no, I, I didn't have money on it, but I did have money on it, uh, but <laughs> I wanted the sharks to win that game. And also, the Stanley Cup. I will tell you this, though. Uh, December 28th is a big day mm -hmm. because we've established the Sharks are the hottest team in hockey. December 28th is the next Oil Shark Bowl when the Sharks will play the Oilers, I believe, in Edmonton. The first one was in San Jose, right? Uh, yes. That yep. was in the Bay? Yep. This next one is in Edmonton, I believe, against the hottest team in the NHL, the Edmonton Oilers, who have won seven straight games. Sean, what's so funny, Chuckles? No, I just, you basically in the same sentence calling the Sharks and the Oilers the hottest team. That's my thing. No, Correct. No, yeah. Call every team galvanized and call every team the hottest Unless team. Unless it's the Arizona Coyotes, of course. We yeah. have plans. No, no, don't worry. We're going to talk about the Coyotes today. Yeah, we finally yeah, get to yeah. talk about the Coyotes. Yeah, we yeah, have yeah. plans for, um, for some hottest team in hockey content. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be good. It's it just call, calling every team that w w if a team wins of the hottest team in hockey, even if they lost, like the Sharks lost last night, but they picked up a point. They remained hot. Agreed. Yeah. One thing that we've never done in all the years that we've been podcasting together is we've never made mic flags. And DJ came oh. up with an incredible idea and, and an Ooh. incredible design I for mic flags. Mic flag I do love so, mic flags. Uh, I'm excited. And I think that's going to be tied into the hottest team in hockey stuff at some point. So very excited about that. Uh, the Oilers are fun as hell, man. I'm so glad that they're back. <laughs> they are back. And I asked last week, could they potentially be in playoff position by U.S. Christmas? Mm -hmm. They are currently three points out of a playoff spot right now. 
Incredible. Incredible. And um, I tweeted about the, I hate to do like the fuck I tweeted about. I've done it twice already, but planning your flag. I did tweet about like um, the Oilers are so fun right now that they made me enjoy a Minnesota wild game because the game that they played on Thursday, last Thursday, right? Friday, Friday, Friday. The game that they played on Friday was awesome. Where Connor McDavid scored. I tweeted this. I tweeted. uh, Here we go. Yeah. I tweeted Connor McDavid just scored one of the best goals I've seen in my life. And it's probably not a a top 20 Connor McDavid goal, which you know which one I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Second period. Oh my he fucking sent, God. He sent Mark Andre Fleury to a zif- different zip code. Ooh, you tweeted that. I didn't tweet that. I should have, I guess. You know what I tweeted? What? I tweeted like the, uh, the music notes, giddy up jingle horse, pick up your feet horse. The fuck you just call me. <laughs> That's what I tweeted. What the fuck? <laughs> so you're gonna just fucking read all your tweets the whole show. I'm gonna read mine. It's not gonna be pretty, bud. That's fair. Uh, somebody tweeted at me in response and was like, "Oh, now you're on the Oilers bandwagon after you said that they were gonna they were like the worst team in hockey to start the year." It's like, well, fun fact, they were the, like the worst team in hockey to Does start the year. That person work for the uh, Chargers uh, social media. You remember last year the Chargers? Oh, the did receipts. The, yeah. We kept the receipts when you said we were bad. My guy, <laughs> they were bad. You don't get to like old takes expose somebody for saying the truth, the truth at a different moment in time. And especially when it's like this team's dealing with injuries. You think they'll be able to get through it? Oh, don't we're the keeper. <laughs> you called us injured. Yeah, your guys were hurt. And I did say, and I still believe to a certain extent. You tweeted this actually. Fuck off. That uh, I didn't believe that the Oilers would be able to pitch like a perfect game for the rest of the year. To climb out of that hole. They're almost out of the hole, but like they're going to have another bad stretch. But the Oilers right now are so, so fun. And I I want the Oilers to be the two things that they've been so far this season, which is awful and a disaster and a mess. Mm-hmm. And also one of the best teams and hottest teams in hockey. And I don't want them to exist anywhere in between because to me, that's the appeal of the Oilers is that you're going to get both and you're going to get runs of both and they're going to look like two completely different teams. I think you're doing yourself a little disservice because I vividly do remember you agreeing that the Oilers would be in it. Yeah. When we were talking about when we were at U.S. Thanksgiving, uh, when the Oilers had chunked it massively Mm -hmm. going into uh, against the Hurricanes, we were like, man, they've already fired the coach. They like they're burning all the cards they could already burn. Are they gonna hit rock bottom? And we both agreed, like, no, they're probably going to find their way back in. Well, it. I I'll check the receipts, but I'm pretty sure I said like Connor McDavid clearly not right right now, and he rushed back to go play in the Heritage Classic. Good. Once he gets back, if you have a healthy McDavid, you have a healthy Drysital. That is too much talent, and we've seen them carry a lifeless corpse in years past into uh, a contending spot. Do I think that that means that they make the playoffs? I don't know, but they're they're going to be in the mix because they have too much talent to not be in the mix. We uh, I brought this up yesterday as a bizarro, crazy, wackadoo, nutso thing, and you scoffed at it too much. I don't know if you you blasted off a tweet about it, but this isn't going to happen. But I was like, Oilers, Jonathan Quick. I don't eh. see it. You said no, though. You said no because he signed with the Rangers. Yes. 
Because the Rangers are his home to like that's a team that he grew up rooting for in Connecticut. But he signed with them because he couldn't get a starting job. So he said, I'll just go home. I'll be on some sort of split. Do we know that he couldn't get a starting job? Yes, we do. I mean, I assume that he couldn't get a starting job, but there are a lot of bad teams in the league that might just be like, let's put Jonathan Quick in net for a year. Sabres like, would love to have You don't Jonathan think Quick that right like, the, the Chicago Blackhawks maybe offered Jonathan Quick a one-year deal for maybe more money? Look at the players that they gave one-year deals to for like $4 million bucks. It still would have been some sort of like split where he gets less of... He still would not have been... The guy. So he, but, but what that's he's doing my, but that's is, my point is he signed with the New York Rangers who he, who have one of the best goaltenders in the entire world. Ever heard of Mitchell Trubisky, bro? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You're a Bills fan. I I mean I know about. Mitchell Are you tracking Trubisky. the reference? Uh, not specifically. Okay, so Trubisky was a starter. Yes. He could have done like a Marcus Mariota, try to get a starting his job, and he was like. I'm going to go to a team that knows what it's doing with quarterbacks, and I am going to play behind the second best quarterback on the planet. Uh, maybe I'll say he's the best quarterback on the planet because he doesn't cry like Patrick Mahomes. Thank you. <laughs> and he was like, I'm just going to go there, and that's what I'll do. I'll be a backup, but I'll be in the best situation to be a backup because if I have to enter and play a lot, I'm playing with a good team. But that's my point. You're talking about removing him from that scenario to send him to Edmonton where like they don't play defense. But if he goes there, he's a starter. So he, when he couldn't be a starter, he chose the ideal backup situation. It is a question like would he want to go from being – the best in the best backup situation to being in a very chaotic starting situation. If Jonathan quick, old Johnny quick, people forget this. He won some cups. <laughs> if he could go and contend for another cup as the guy, I think that'd be appealing. I don't think a playoff team, unless it were a real hockey trade would trade. What's been a good piece of their roster. But if whether it's a three-way trade, whatever, He's making less than a million dollars. They send him out, get something decent that doesn't make too much money back. I think that in a vacuum, it would make sense. I don't think it will happen, but I think in a vacuum, it's not that crazy. I would imagine at this point in time, Jonathan Quick is like, why mess with a good thing? I'm playing for my, the team that I grew up playing for. We're awesome. I'm playing awesome behind these guys. He had a big win last night against... Uh, his former team in the LA Kings, not to be confused with his former team, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, so, like, <laughs> I, I think that Jonathan Quick is probably happy where he is right now. And I don't think that sending Jonathan Quick to Edmonton would end well for Jonathan Quick. I'll say that. I mean, I can't watch a single goaltender without thinking <laughs> Oilers. <laughs> Oilers. Like, if, if, if it's a backup playing well or if it's a starter on a bad team. You're I'm like, like a Leafs fan watching like any defenseman. Uh, yes. Like, one thing you haven't mind. You're like the Squidward meme. Every where, goalie. You know the Squidward meme where he's like in that red room and he's like on that uh that like pirate ship thing up a thing where he points. He's like you're like Oiler. Anytime yeah. a, a goaltender plays well. Oiler. Yeah. <laughs> But not too well. Uh, yeah. One thing you haven't brought up is the fact that he would have to go live in Edmonton. Like DJ's point is, it doesn't matter if he gets to start. Yeah, but, but I mean, he, I I feel like it would. Like the, the the mere fact of him having to play in Edmonton, Canada. I mean, he already especially played, when he's close to home. Yes, 
Edmonton is the Los Angeles of Canada, they say. <laughs> that sounds like something they would say about Vancouver, which also doesn't sound like it would be true, but sounds more fitting for... Vancouver, Vancouver is seems. the San Diego, I would say, of Canada. Vancouver is like the, ah, uh, the weather's always... Oh, it's so beautiful, which it is. Been to Vancouver a bajillion times. Never been to Edmonton, though. We gotta go. I hear it's the LA of Canada. <laughs> People sound off. Also, this is a bad time to be pitching this. Uh, somebody, because I'm assuming they got mad at you for something you tweeted. Somebody tanked our Spotify. Oh uh, yeah, stars. The libs are furious. We and went from they're tanking our ratings on. We Spotify. went from what was it? We went from probably like 130 reviews. I think it was were, like 120, 120 something. They were five star. No, 4.9. We were 4.9 okay. with like 120 reviews. Now we're at 4.4 with 150. Reviews. That means that a and the math isn't mathing there. That means that a ton of people gave us one. So I did. So I was crunching some numbers on how to fix it. If you're watching this on YouTube, head over to Spotify. Give us five stars. Do you think or it was like a, an orchestrated sabotage? It was I don't know. Have to look it up. An or to, orchestrated act of terrorism. That's my theory. Yeah. You think it Sean was, McDermott was behind it? <laughs> No, I don't think he was behind but it, but I do think it. he he, he had was very it. impressed. Oh, he just has a lot of respect for the organization that it took. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say that it might be an org, and I I have nothing to do with it. For the record, maybe an orchestrated act of revenge by Arizona Coyotes fans? Question mark. It could be, but they oh, don't have fans, be. so they it couldn't be. <laughs> See, and this is I mean. Say stuff like that. Make your bed. You got to lay in it. I mean, I'm, I'm losing sympathy then. I'm just kidding. We are going to talk about the Coyotes later, though. But if you can, smash five stars because we need like 600 people to give us five stars. Yeah. To start to If you don't that. have Spotify, sign up for like the free trial of Spotify and, and give us a review. Uh, somebody in the chat said Peter Mrazek for the Oilers, which mm. I watched Peter Mrazek throw an incredible game on yeah. Thursday night. Uh, yeah, shout out, shout out victory. And he was huge, especially in the first period for the Hawks. So um, I wonder, I know way too much about the Hawks at this point. I love that. I'm wearing a black Hawks hat. I mean, obviously I have, I bring them up a lot, but like a, a guy like Connor Ingram, I wonder if the Arizona Coyotes start losing games again, if he doesn't become a I was going to say, I'm like you that. don't have faith that the Arizona Coyotes, I, I would not trade uh, the best thing going for a team that like might make the playoffs. Well, that's I don't know. I, you know I who's he... nipping on at their heels right now? San Jose Sharks. No, yes, the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> it makes more sense for a Sharks to nip at somebody's heels than an Oiler too. So Pete is right there. Oilers are the ones that are right behind the Coyotes for the second wild card spot in the West. Did you know this? I did know that. Yeah, that's why. I mean, it is very dependent on the Coyotes losing. Like they've lost their last two. If they, they go back to being the Arizona Coyotes. Because, like, I mean, like you mentioned a bunch, Pete. It was not necessarily. The numbers don't suggest that their wins were sustainable. Mm -hmm. So How many Cup winners did they lose to in the last two games? Well, they lost. No, they lost to the 1975 uh, Stanley Cup champions, the Flyers. <laughs> yes. You know, they. That's very important. I was lost. thinking that. I was like, I was, I was watching that game and I was like, if now if they can beat the 75 boys, then like now, now I'm going to give them the time of day. Now I'm really going to respect them. And they struggled against them. I thought, ooh, now you got the 2011 Cup champions, and we're gonna we're gonna do a little Sean segment after this uh, Foco read in a second. But I guess we'll just shoot our wad with the Coyotes part of it. The we beat teams that at some point in their history have won the Stanley Cup thing is officially over for the Coyotes. Yeah, I mean, it was stupid to be. They're getting with. smoked by former Cup champs. Okay, <laughs> can we at least acknowledge the fact that like 
it wasn't like they were doing this against teams that are bad at hockey. Like the Colorado Avalanche are still one of the best teams in the NHL. They haven't won the cup this year. No, but I'm saying <laughs> this year, no one has. That's a, I feel like that's a loser's mentality. <laughs> All as I'm saying is it was, I get that it was a little funny that they were like, ah, oh, the last five Stanley Cup. I thought it was but a they wilder were good teams, a wilder thing from the case of a scheduling. Standpoint. Exactly. Yeah, that that's was crazy. Yeah. I don't know who at the NHL added out for the Arizona Coyotes, but like the fact that they've played the last five Stanley Cup winners in a row. Well, and then they had the then Flyers like, and then the Bruins. Right, well, like that, yeah, yeah, that, that you go from 2018, 2019, 2020, 21, 22, 75, 11. It's crazy to me. <laughs> really throwing the 75 Cup champions in there. And if the Flyers have won a more recent Stanley Cup, I apologize. But I don't think they have. Who? When was the Flyers' last Stanley Cup champion? I think it was 75. That makes sense. We get a, uh, I'm going to pull a time crisis and ask for a number crunch here. Speaking of, Sean, we, we get a number crunch. We haven't done much on the Flyers. The Flyers are... We Pretty. started the show with the Flyers. No hit league, bro. True, but like that was like a that was a John Tortorella quote. I don't I don't know if we've gone like you don't associate Torres with the Flyers yet. No, I mean I do, but well, I get I guess I don't because like they're fun to watch and mm. they're actually kind of opening things up offensively. But like whenever we mention the Flyers, it's always kind of in passing, and we're always talking about Torts mm -hmm. and not the actual Flyers. And the Flyers have been. Really good this year. Not really good, but like good and really good as in like up against our expectations. Uh, 75 was the last cup. 75 was last. Okay. Yeah. So while you were Googling that, I was panic Googling the Flyers won the night, won 1975, right? Because I just, I was hammering that fact. And if that was wrong, I would have been uh, furious. Not as furious as I am, though, when I go home and I don't have an assortment of amazing collectibles and bobbleheads. Look at the things we've gotten from Foco. Ovechkin, huge head, dry sidle, normal size head. Huge head. Matthews, huge head, huge shitty facial hair, but so accurate. On that Flyers tip, we got Gritty. We got Sharky. The hottest team in hockey right And here. our collection is growing thanks to Foco. Foco.com, it's an amazing website where you can get any sort of collectible you can think of. They're all numbered too, so if you are a collector and you're in it more to say, I got this one versus having a cool decoration, which is more our style, they got you covered there. So go to foco.com and use promo code CHAOS for 10% off non-sale and pre-sale items. Look at the graphic they got up there. Gritty looks... The gritty looks just like the gritty we have. So you know that these things are quality. They will make you whole. It's foco.com and it's amazing. Way better than the Jake Wallman gritty bob bobblehead. I still, I've been meaning to uh, forge a relationship with the Red Wings people to be like, send us the weird stuff that you guys make. Gravy boat, Wallman bobblehead. And cane jersey. It's true. Yeah. Uh, the the wings are fun. The wings are fun. Uh, I'd like to get out there. I've never been to Detroit. Oh, I have. My uh, Venmo photo, my Venmo profile photo is me, is a selfie I took while running, while going for a run in Detroit. Can you imagine there was a point in my life where I was going for runs while I was on the road? I haven't gone for 
I haven't run anywhere. Yeah, but you blade now. It's just a cooler form of running. That's true, but I guess I have gotten, yeah, that just means I got cooler. But uh, anyway, uh, we have Jersey news because the, the Rangers uh, debuted their thirds, those Navy buttes. Those are so it's the bad. most appropriate Rangers photo Sean has ever flashed on the screen. And <laughs> Pete, you're not a fan? No, those suck, dude. They're so bad. And I was willing to maybe give them a chance on the ice because, like, you have to have full context for everything when a jersey is unveiled. But I am of the belief that the Rangers logo just does not work as a crest on jerseys. It's way too blocky. It takes up way too much space. And, I mean, Sean did the Rangers a favor by choosing that photo and not choosing a captain of the Rangers because the letter is fucking like smushed in the corner and it's it's like a slanted font it's that looks so so bad it's just too blocky it's too big and if you shrink it it looks it still looks awkward because it looks too small it that that just doesn't work you have if you're the rangers i feel like you have to do the diagonal lettering you know what it looks it looks like a fashion jersey like, you know how the Chargers have the piss jersey, but it's not a real jersey? You're like, is that one that they wear, or is it one that maybe they just kind of put on sale? That's what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And it looks like if you find it in a pro shop or something, it's like $35 less than the rest of them, and you're wondering why, and you're like, oh, it's because it's not a real jersey. Also, we've talked about this before, but the when sometimes when you order a jersey, I believe a, specifically an authentic jersey, the crest is very cumbersome and if you try to sit down with the crest it's very stiff and it just basically creates uh, like essentially like a, a bulletproof vest effect where it just sticks straight up and one of my oilers so jerseys does awkward. it so bad and i would imagine that if you buy an authentic version of that rangers jersey and try to sit down in it it's, you're gonna have a bad time yeah it's gonna, you're be gonna die you because there's a the point chin. at the top it's gonna Yep, straight through the top of your skull. What happened so. to Chris? Tossed on that new Rangers jersey. Um, shout out Shane Diefenbach, fellow All City production madman. Um, the the red doesn't match on like the sleeves and the. Shorts Did notice it that like. it looks like it doesn't between the pants and the crest and the the red stripes. On the sleeves. Yeah, they all so, kind of look like different reds. In particular. On the jersey, because it's one thing if like the pants are different, you could say, oh, maybe different company and you get an Adidas versus whatever Bauer, Warrior, whatever it could be. That jersey, the stripes, different red than the red in the Rangers logo. Do you, you want to know maybe why? Do you know what the inspiration behind the stripes is? Uh, they kind of gave them a few, but it was like, a, it was A, the lights on the outside of the garden and the moving lights of the... The cars and the city, like yeah. it was. It, it's supposed New York, to be famously the only city with cars. True, it, and, it, and like, if you're gonna hype up something about your city, do you want it to be the traffic? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, I'm in New York. All is. you will see is taillights. Yeah. So, like, that's the inspiration behind the stripes. So maybe that's why the red is a little different. It's the red of uh, the taillights on a car instead of the red of the tail. Uh, the red of the New York Rangers color scheme. Uh, ugh. Stupid. Just really? make all the reds that color. Then there's nothing stopping you from it. I, as I brought to you, up, brought up to you before the show. My problem is that, like, why go back to navy? 
it it like feels very early 2000s when like the, the oilers the were navy and i and the sabers were navy like i just feel like navy is boring i don't so navy really kind of hinges on what the secondary secondary color is because it doesn't work for the oilers in my opinion because the oilers have a like an orange and it just doesn't pop it's a little syracuse yeah but like oh, no. navy and red typically works well i don't i don't mind navy on its face i mind navy when you're going to navy from a bright royal color like the oiler well like yeah kind of with the oilers because the oilers had the the navy and like the copper which i hated the sabers had the navy and the gold and they obviously changed for the royal like i just feel like we had an era in the early to mid 2000s where everything was like dark and and like earth tone type mm. thing and now things are bright and fun like they should be and the rangers went back to navy which i think sucks well i, th I think the most uh important jersey news is uh check this shit out uh oh oh <laughs> yeah look at this guy I'm so excited that so you got that. Sean and I went to the Sabres game, Sabres-Bruins, and uh, Sean walked in. If you, if you listen to Thursday's episode, Sean walked in wearing the sickest Dominic Hasek jersey I've ever seen in my life, and I was like, fuck, I, I'm a child, and I got to keep up with Sean and wear something cool. So went to the Bruins Pro Shop that day, got this JVR jersey that I've been eyeing for a while, and it was all because you said on the show Thursday, you were like, you're going to get a Bruins JVR jersey at some point. Just, Just do get, it. Get it today. Yeah. Then you have it longer because you're absolutely going to have it. So Sean and I went to the game, had an absolute blast. Uh, we were wearing our jerseys. Look at that. You got, I mean, that, Jave, that picture in the middle yeah. is amazing. Right. Uh, our seats were incredible. I was snapping pictures of Tage. We were just remarking, mostly me remarking to Sean. I'm like, Tage is so big. He's uh, such a big famously, boy. Famously, very tall. I bring this up to you in the moment, and I don't know why, but I'm 98.7% positive that prior, like during the anthem, Tage and I locked eyes because we were that close, so and jealous. I was just I was staring at Tage the whole time, obviously. And I'm pretty sure we locked eyes. I texted um, the PHNX Coyotes crew about it. I just said, Tage and I locked, Tage and I locked eyes. It's over. Um, and then they went on to win 3-1, including a Tage Thompson goal. So, so I was doing a hit with them the next day, and they were like, so we saw that uh, you boys were up to some mischief watching some hockey together, and Sean and Tage locked eyes. And I was like, what? I don't know why I didn't mention <laughs> you. Didn't you didn't tell me, in, in but you moment, told that. But... So I, I thought they were fucking with me, and they were like, no, like he texted us saying Tage and I locked <laughs> eyes. It's like, what? But it was amazing. We saw Tage score a sick goal on a one-timer. And Sean burst shot right up as soon, like as soon as the puck hit the stick, we knew it was going in. Sean got up and he was like, it, "It's one of those cool sights when everybody in an arena is like dejected, and you could see like from any spot in the arena. I feel people could see Sean I because love he that was standing oh, yeah. up at center ice. I'm also kind of thankful that I was not uh, I was not able to go to that game because I feel like I would have also jumped up in the air with Sean because I love Tage oh, that no. much. And I would have been like, I, I would have caught myself halfway, like in midair, but like, oh shit, I want the Bruins to win. Sean, I was being a support, I, like I was being supportive of you in the Sabres, right? Yeah, no, you were, for sure. I was, I, I did get up uh, when the Bruins scored their only goal. I did say to Sean, stayed seated. I was like, 
I got to tap in for a second and I got up and I like clapped along and stuff like that. We don't, we don't like ever gatekeep fandom and like fan practices and stuff like that. But like, I'm curious if people think that it's, it's cool and okay to celebrate the coolest player on the other team doing some really cool shit. Because we went to Chicago, watched the Bruins play the Blackhawks and we saw Connor Bedard rip a sick one-timer that beat uh, Jeremy Swayman top shelf so like I mean, up, yeah, up in the corner so. and we were all like yo that was fucking awesome and like <laughs> pens how cool was it that we got that we had this great vantage point for this amazing thing and like yeah. how many times are you going to see the people who are the best in the world at what they do do something from an incredible i was also uh i'm gonna cross sports but i was the uh, sunday night football game last year chargers against the dolphins where herbert and keenan allen connected on the most impossible angle like perfectly defended. How did you thread that ball? And after Keenan Allen made the catch, he turned like right to Herbert and was like, what the, like, how did we just do that? And I had such a good angle on it. And I was like, this is why we don't save money. This is why <laughs> we buy <laughs> tickets you guys for dope shit. have big time, like winner energy. Like you've been spoiled by winning. Cause if you like, I wholeheartedly disagree. You, you will not find me relishing in the success of anybody that plays for the Boston Bruins, the Toronto Maple Leafs, or the Ottawa Senators ever. Same with any of the teams yeah, I hate. But like, But you guys have been spoiled with a team that's been good and wins, and ultimately seeing Tage Thompson snipe uh, Olmark doesn't matter all that much because they're still the Bruins and they're still going to make the playoffs and all that. I mean, I, I guess, but I think that it also kind of depends on like the context of the situation too. Like if Bedard ripped that in overtime and the Blackhawks beat the Bruins, mm -hmm. I would have been like, that's fair. Ah, yeah. fuck. That kind of sucks. But like, at least I, I still would be like, ah, that kind of sucks, but at least we got to see, at least it was Bedard. Like that's a, a silver lining kind of deal. When I think when something like good like that happens against your favorite team and there's still time for them to win the game, I think you can be cool with that and be like, damn, that was fucking sick. I hope the Bruins come back and win this game or blah, blah, blah. X wins this game. But like, I think you have to appreciate like the greatest doing great shit in front of your face. Yeah, I appreciate it. In the m appreciate it for sure. But in the moment, I'm going to be like. Fuck that guy. I'm all, yeah, no, I, I think I'm also pretty much always like, ah, oh, that was sick. Like, my reaction isn't like, fuck, the guy scored. I'm always like, like, if it was sick, my first instinct, maybe that makes me like a bad fan, which isn't a bad thing. Because remember, folks, fan is short for fanatic. It's not good behavior. Yeah. Santa Claus voice. It's not good behavior. Like, Fair. it's kind of ridiculous at points. I don't I, care about it, but it's not good. Yeah, like I don't. Yeah, I don't care. It's not good behavior. You can't I'd rather gifts. see. I'd rather see Connor McDavid score like five goals in a five-four Oilers win against the Bruins than see the Bruins win one nothing in a pretty boring game against the Oilers. And I'll I also, say that. I also choose to like. I am a Connor McDavid fan. I'm a Patrick Mah or I was a Patrick Mahomes fan until it's a big crybaby. But <laughs> like I root for the people who are the best at shit anyway because I like. Just seeing how good. Also, yeah, I, I think like at be. the end of the day, I'm 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 more of a hockey fan than I am a Bruins fan. Same. So if I can see like the best possible hockey and the Bruins lose in in like a manner in which they deserve to lose, um, I, I can I can reconcile. This uh, was the first time, by the way. This is the first time I bought a uh, a Bruins jersey. 
I will say I generally agree with that sentiment with the exception of my like my big three, the Red Sox, the Bills, and the Sabres. Like those three, I will not find enjoyment in anyone being more or finding success against them. But if it's like the Coyotes, who I do love, but obviously they weren't my first love, like I can appreciate someone doing cool shit against them. Speaking of the Coyotes, by the way, we forgot to mention uh, that Tage oh, Thompson is from... No, 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 not the Coyotes, but Tage Thompson... <laughs> Uh, much like the best American uh, goal scorer, not named Frank Vitrano, mm-hmm. uh, Austin Matthews, is from Hockey Town, USA, Phoenix, that, Arizona. That's right. And Damn. you know that uh, Albie O'Connell, Boston guy, former BU coach, is the assistant coach at Arizona State? Yes, I did. Uh, I met him, actually. He, he did an interview with the PHNX Coyote. Nicest there. guy, right? Yeah, he, oh, he was incredible. His stories... He he was like a great yeah he's a great great guy yeah yeah we were uh, I I did a PHNX hit and they did Coyotes trivia which normally it's me and Pete knowing nothing and they did a bunch of like Boston themedish stuff I fucking cleaned up I couldn't remember Albie O'Connell's name I was like and they were like starts with an A anyway uh, two more takeaways from this fun boys trip that uh, Sean and I went on. At the end of the game, a guy asked, why do you have a JVR jersey? Because it's clearly new and because it's a centennial one. And I took a chance knowing that we were in pretty good seats. This person could have seats because maybe he knows somebody. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, because he's hilarious. (laughs) I was like, his NHL career is my favorite thing. And to be clear, you were talking to a man that almost certainly was around the age of a player's father. Yes. Like, could have been a dad or an uncle. We did have, like, a... When he asked, Sean and I did have a, like... Is this JVR's dad? No, as soon as as you said that, as soon as you said, I I think his career is hilarious, I was just like... Took a risk. I, I, I clenched for a second because I was just like, that is definitely, there's a not non-zero chance that that is a relative. I mean, also, you could have just been like, because JVR is awesome on the Bruins. Because JVR is pretty awesome yeah, on I the should have been like, I'm a Fairweather fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the story, the guy was like, I'm from Durham, New Hampshire, which is where the University of New Hampshire okay. is. JVR played there. And he was like, that guy. And I was like, we're safe. He's going to say that <laughs> JVR is very frustrating to watch or something. I love James Henry. He's like, though, I'm so happy he's on the mm-hmm. Bruins. I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast, but uh, we chatted with him a little bit before the season. And I hadn't seen JVR in possibly 10 years at this point. And I basically Chris Farley showed him. Wasn't it cool? I was like, like oh, do you remember when you scored this? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And I was like, and you played at UNH, so you probably know Boston. And he was like, I do. <laughs> He's the best. Uh, the other thing is, I'm not much of a picture taker. Pete knows this about me. Mm. I got an iconic photo of Sean. Sean, toot your own horn. Show it. This Wait. was at the end of the game after the Sabres had beaten the Bruins. And everybody is funneling out. And Sean mm. is waving goodbye to everybody with the Sabres celebrating in the background. The owner of TD Garden is not Jeremy Jacobs. It is Pauser. What a night. And uh, the tenders were good. I mean, at the end of the day, um, Jacobs, I believe, a Buffalo guy. So Buffalo does own uh, the Bruins Whoa. at the end of the day. Legitimately. Uh, but yeah, this is awesome. I'm a hater at heart. Nothing <laughs> I enjoy. Like I say all the time, and usually about the Yankees, but like 
the one thing I enjoy more than my team succeeding is the teams I hate failing. Like I would. Did you say you, hate, you, you, would you say you hate the Bruins? Oh yeah, no, oh, okay. no I, I, I hate the Bruins. The, I mean, it's general. It's a general like hatred of Boston teams that aren't the Red Sox. To be honest, I feel like that's kind of a, a natural Buffalo thing. Uh, especially, we, I don't know if you knew this. Our codes six one seven seven one six reverse. So I feel like we're naturally linked forever. Um, but yeah, I hate the Bruins. Do you think that there's any? So you kind of like fell in love with uh, the Arizona teams when you were out there. Yeah. Now that you Two live here, and you're gonna have no. like prolonged nope. exposure you should nope. check out the bruins yeah nope. you should check it out man because no, I, I i didn't when we take you to the stanley cup parade this year you're gonna i think you're gonna change your tune mm, no um i didn't realize that we were going to new york again um anyways <laughs> i didn't really care about arizona teams when i went out there so like i mm, I, I hate the cardinals though and i kind of suns fans kind of annoy me but i love the the diamondbacks because i like randy johnson and they beat new, the New York Yankees in the World Series in 2001. Um, hot topic recently. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I obviously worked on the Coyote Show. So I we should get you on the, we, on the, uh, one of the, the duck boats. If the Bruins win the cup this year, calling some favors. Oh, like if you want to be like, me, we know the captain. That, that is one thing about me that I should make very clear. I do have a price and it's not that high. So if you got me, like if I, if you were like, ah, you get to be in the parade with the Bruins. I and would, like you're near the Stanley uh, Cup. I, I am shit. drinking. I am going full TJ Oshie drinking beers. Well, I, my through, uh, my loyalty and my fandom can also be bought. Oh, a hundred percent. Like deep down, I'll still be like, damn, I wish this was the Sabres. <laughs> but also like you only live once. Not everyone gets to Would be remiss if I didn't point out that we have the pauser bowl tonight. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes are playing the Buffalo Sabres. Can't confirm they play twice this week. Yeah, so had to point that out. Possible tonight. In also, another interesting game tonight is the Toronto Maple Leafs are playing on Long Island against the Islanders. And guess who has 990, not, 998 career points? Alexander Ovechkin. He's going to go for the record. That's right. <laughs> now, Jonathan Tavares. Oh. A boring person that you probably have forgotten existed. I know. <laughs> He's the most boring guy. He has 998 career points. If he puts together a two-point night, he will reach 1,000 career points on, a, on Long Island. And as a podcast that is titled What Chaos, I have no choice but to root for him to register two points for the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. That would be... That would be incredible. That would be pretty awesome. I, I might just keep Long Island. I just a jersey. It does look pretty good. Here, by the way. Uh, we got to get to three stars. Tate McRae has put her album out. Mm -hmm. It's got 14 songs and is 38 minutes and 22 seconds. I don't know the math on that. Yeah, do the math. But what kind of TikTok shit is that? <laughs> the songs are like a minute and 11 seconds a piece. What's like the equivalent? What's the equivalent? The movie equivalent of a thirty-eight-minute album, uh, like pop star, like an like an, like an hour and twenty-five-minute minute movie. Anytime something is sub ninety minutes, you're like, really nailed this one or <laughs> what? We uh, listen, I, I put it on sub ninety minutes, like in terms of a movie or a yeah. or a album. What's like a standard album length? It used to be people used to refer to an album as an hour of music. They'd okay. Be like, oh, this is this band's like they, they put out their latest hour or whatever. And I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. I feel like songs now have moved back towards being 
the like 305 kind of thing. But I have no problem with shorts. Like Beach Boys would make super short songs. Whenever I make my silly songs, I love making them super short. I think it's fucking wild. If you're like, hey, check out my new song. It's a minute and 51 <laughs> seconds. And they're like, but you can't have any parts in it. And cool you're like, song, no, I put the a rest bunch of, of shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, sir, depending on the genre, yeah. like if it's like a dancey sort of thing and the song's under two minutes, I'm like, this is some TikTok. That's why I like shit. I really like Fiddler's debut album, and I don't think that any of the songs on that album like it's very it's very punk. Right, I was gonna say like the post punk sort of thing is also yeah. like yeah, fast. it's like get in, get out, let's get fast, let's get crazy, let's keep the energy high. Don't bore us, get to yeah. the chorus. Yeah, don't don't stick around too long, don't overstay your welcome. But yeah, that that's it seems like everything she does is in kind of short bursts mm. because she knows that her. The large majority of her fan base probably doesn't have a big ex attention span. But there's so many more stars to give out. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to give a star to the NHL for not being the NFL. Uh, terrible week for the NFL. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes losing his mind. Just a terrible week for everything involving Bills versus Chiefs. Yeah. It was tough. And that's not like, so the Sean McDermott thing, <laughs> obviously so weird. And then like McDermott being celebrated. Yeah, that's and like, the weird that's part. So it's like weird. him getting the game ball afterwards and like, people being like, this was for coach. So we you don't know. Behind this kid. Like I get standing behind your coach, but like you don't have to. You don't got to make it about him. Yeah. Publicly. Like if you want to in the, in, in the, in the locker room, make it the game ball. Be like, ah, I know you had a tough week, coach. Sure. But don't go tweet out the video afterwards being like, this was for Coach McDermott. And I think the tweet caption, the Buffalo Bills tweeted yeah. last night, uh, this one's for coach. Exactly. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, if you don't know, la late last week wrong. it came out that uh, in 2019, Sean McDermott was trying to pump up the guys. <laughs> He's trying by, to galvanize the guys. Yeah, by noting the organization of uh, Muhammad Atta and the boys, which... If you're unaware, that is uh, Al-Qaeda? Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just, I don't, I'm not confident in my knowledge of anything outside of hockey. I so. believe that was... <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was Al-Qaeda. Uh, he was mentioning specifically their organization and communication skills during the attacks on 9-11, which is obviously a pretty fucking crazy move um but it happened like it happened in 2019 it was definitely one of those things where it was like okay it clearly wasn't that big of a deal because it didn't to the guys that he said it to because it didn't come out at the time and this could have been a thing that you kind of just let play out and went away but nope they got to try and make him the hero in all of it uh which is very very odd to me and then you had patrick mahomes having a meltdown a after baby uh travis kelsey did like we know that Travis Kelsey's a huge lateral guy? Like, what just over a minute left in the game? Yeah, it was one yeah. of the coolest plays in yeah. ever. Yeah, Kadarius Tony was egregiously offside, like a full foot. He was, yeah, he like to be that mad over a play where the guy was in clear violation of the rules. Yeah, I love, and they threw the flag before the lateral happened. If they had thrown the flag as like a yeah. result of the play and they were like, oh, good, a cool thing happened. We got to take it back. The refs did their job by throwing the flag 
as soon as they noticed that it happened, and, and then a cool thing happened. That's not their fault. So in the press conference after Mahomes uh, said that they're tarnishing, they they got in the way of a Hall of Fame career for Travis Kelsey, which just up, ridiculous. Dude. The worst part of it though was the video of him uh, shaking hands with Josh Allen after the game. He goes up to Josh Allen and is like, "Worst fucking call. Can you believe it, bull?" And Josh Allen's like, "All right, I'm just gonna let you be in your feelings for a little bit." My favorite person in all of it was the official when they were asked by the pool reporter about did you warn Tony and he was like no yeah it's not he his was job so offsides like why you, why is it the job of the official so to they warn? do they do if they will give like a hey like watch your step man sort of thing like hey like you're offsides but like he saw that Kadarius Tony was like standing a mile offsides he's like I can't I'm like interfering with the game if yeah. I pull yeah. you 10 miles We back. know that Kadarius Tony doesn't have hands, but we know that he has eyes. Uh, tough, tough scene. Uh, uh, so that's I, what's going on. I, I can't believe that we're living in a world where Patrick Mahomes is the most annoying Mahomes in 2023. Yeah. It was just, the, I feel like everyone loves Patrick. Even though the people that Not are more people love him. And he just threw all of that out the window. Josh yeah. Allen just like had to smack him on the chest and be like, whatever helps you sleep at night. I just, it was clearly illegal. And the thing that gets me is that like, you don't call that except for the fact that they do like it's been should. a clear, it's been a clear narrative. Like this year, I think it was in 2021. They call that penalty once 2022. They call it twice this year. They have already called it 11 times. They have made it very clear that they're enforcing it and you're crying because ultimately you were wrong. I've got a, a star. We're, yeah. we're going to rotate here because we've got a, a multiple for both of us. Yeah. Uh, Philip Deneau last night took a puck in the face and then scored the Kings' lone goal. And his face was pretty nasty. He was leaking. So Love Deneau. I, uh, I lo I'm a huge Philip Deneau guy. Uh, one of my favorite types of players um, in terms of just like his two-way game. And great Great warrior. I hate like I, I sometimes I hate the like, oh, can you believe that he didn't miss a shift? But like when you take a puck off the face and you're leaking all over the place and then you come back and score a goal, uh, that's cool shit. I think it's more impressive when they don't miss a shift because they just stay out the rest of the game and just bleed everywhere. No, just oh, like they you, stay, you get oh, an injury, you just out like, of the game the rest. No, of the game. like, <laughs> well, that, no, just like I mean, like stay on the ice. Don't get off the ice. If you get an injury, then just play the rest of the game. That's some real hockey player stuff. That's true. And you just have like a 36-minute shift. They, it's the mark of a real warrior. Yeah. Uh, another one, uh, Jack Eichel. I know you you besmirched the name of Jack yeah, Eichel. I'm, I'm, I'm low on Eichel right we now. We had this conversation last night, but I I have to apologize to Jack Eichel because Jack Eichel, either I wasn't familiar with his game or I hadn't fully noticed. I didn't notice during the playoffs last year how much of a two-way player Jack Eichel has become. It's good coaching. But it, I think part of it is coaching. I think part of it's playing with uh, Mark Stone, who's one of the best two-way players in all of hockey. But Jack Eichel's game has become such a complete game over the past few years in Vegas. And I don't know if I ever saw that coming. I don't, I, I mean, you, you, I assume you watched a lot of him when he was with the Sabres. Yeah. I didn't pay super close attention to him when he was with the Sabres, 
and maybe it's just like a different culture in Buffalo at that time where like they weren't doing anything right. And I also don't think he was nearly, nearly as As invested. invested. Yeah. Yeah, That's probably, but I watched him at BU and I, I just feel like every time I noticed him was in the offensive end of the ice. He is a really, really good four checker and defensive player. Yeah, I mean, I always cons- I mean, as a prospect, he was supposed to be like a really well-rounded player, and I've considered him well-rounded his entire time in the NHL. I think that it's what Sean said: the ninety-foot game is, or, or like the the full uh, length game is, give a shit. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's also like it's, the Sabres over the last decade have not been able to play defense for their lives. So like yeah, yeah. it's also it's kind of largely the give a shit. Like it's not fully give a shit. You can give a shit and still be pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> um, still be stupid. Yeah. It, like, but I think we're approaching the point where Jack Eichel could be uh could be a selkie winner in his career. And I think that's awesome. Most important star goes to uh Gene. Bob and uh, the third guy on the Oilers broadcast. John Shannon. What's that? John Shannon. It's oh, typical, typically John Shannon. Yes, it is John Shannon. Uh, but they had themselves a freaking weekend. We've talked about their that Sportsnet broadcast being absolutely bonkers. On Friday night, they had uh, a snowboarder on. I believe it was snowboarder. For the intermission yeah. report. And uh, take a listen to some of it. Appreciate you giving back to the kids in the community, like all good Saskatchewan people. Thank you, thank you. Now, are we, are we a couple of gnarly dudes, or is you that... guys could be the gnarliest dudes I know? Are we a couple of gnarly dudes. The soundbite doesn't it doesn't necessarily do it full justice because it's this guy, all the visual. This guy was sitting between the two of them in like an oversized sweatshirt. He's like a youngish dude, a pretty handsome guy. But exactly what you would expect, like some just some dude at the Winter X Games. Yeah. And sitting between Gene and Bob and them just yucking it up. And the guy in the middle was having the best time. He, he, his energy was so infectious. And I would watch an, enterta- uh, an intermission show with him and Gene 365 days a year. We walked in uh, last night. We were recording something here. And Sean and I walked in turned on the TV because the Oilers were on and we saw the Oilers have like another second mascot they're introducing for the holidays. Yeah. And Gene for the intermission of like a game (laughs) where like goals were be like things were actually happening. And this is an Oilers team doing all this exciting shit right now. The games (laughs) matter so much. This is what we turn the TV on to. Well, it is the time of year for gifts, and uh, Hunter has a mini Hunter who's uh, having an opportunity to enjoy his or herself. We're not sure, but it is a mini Hunter that joins us now uh, at the panel. Was it fun uh, hopping out of that uh, Christmas gift box? Are you? Uh, yeah. Are you enjoying yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Have the have the fans been nice to you? Have the fans been nice to you? Is Hunter a good role model? Does the cat have your tongue? Might be one of my best interviews. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Louie and Jack, take it away. (laughs) 
That is the greatest shit I've ever seen in my life. It is so fucking awkward. (laughs) And Gene couldn't even think of giving a fuck. (laughs) That could have gone five minutes longer and he would have been like, do you ever say, (laughs) is hockey your favorite sport? The best part is like, it's so awkward, but there was no other place for that interview to go. You knew exactly how it was going to go. And they signed up for the awkwardness. I mean, respect to Gene. He's he's the goat. He's is your favorite pass a saucer pass? <laughs> well, I think my favorite part about this whole situation <laughs> that was a great joke. That was fucking tremendous. A saucer pass? Yeah, because yeah. Catchman got to like saucers. Uh, that was a fucking okay, tremendous pretty good joke. joke. Sorry, I blew past that one. No, I thought I was like, I didn't think you didn't. I was like, Pete's lot. Pete's got a good next thing to say. Just no, my next in. thing wasn't good. It was just I didn't catch that. Thank you for Sean to point for pointing it out. Uh, I was gonna say my favorite part of that whole thing is that the mascot, the new mascot, is just a smaller version of the mascot. (laughs) It's not even new, new mascot. Yeah, they're not like it's a cat with like oh now there's a mouse or something. (laughs) It's like it's a cat with. A friend. <laughs> it's like the uh, the Red Sox have Wally, and I forget who like Wally's sister or Tess. girlfriend is. Oh yeah, Tessie. Tessie, yeah. And like, enough said. McGreevy shouted. That's two. That's two mascots. This is just mascot and smaller mascot. Yeah, but it's also- not like a family thing. It's not like uh, the mascots family. I don't know. It doesn't seem like they know either. Gene would be in the know, and he's like, I don't know who the fuck this is. The mascot didn't know. That's for sure. Yeah. Wow. They got to have, like, a mascot that's, like, something. Like an oil man? Something's got to counter it. It's got to be, like, there's got, what if they're like, hey, uh, stocks for Hunter are low, so let's bring in, like, an asshole mascot <laughs> that everyone fucking hates so then they appreciate the original one. Well, is it the Arizona Diamondbacks a while ago? They have their mascot, which is, like, the Bobcat, but then they have their, like, phrase is rattle on. But if you look at it the wrong way, if it's all together, people would read it as rat Leon. So then they introduced a rat mascot named Leon, and I that's amazing. That. Like, that is sick. Like, I, I, that that's playing along with uh, yes. like the, yeah. the Celtics had it had some branding. Do you remember the uh, "See Us Rise" thing? Celtics yeah, had yeah, a big yeah, thing that yeah. said like "See Us Rise," but the C was so big that it was took up both lines of text. So people would be like, "Cuss cries, cuss cries, <laughs> baby." <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. And they but, should have been, they should have uh, introduced a mascot called Cuss and just have him be a, a big crier. Patrick Mahomes maybe could uh, <laughs> yes, jump good call. in. But Great call. I mean, Oilers broadcast is so electric, and I love that even when there are good games, they're like, you know, what, let's fuck around. We have like a stuffed cat we can get in here. Gene's got ninety seconds. He wants to bang out real quick. Must must uh, note, Gene has officially been invited to the podcast he has he has because uh i tweeted i tweeted something and somebody responded uh, actually a bunch of people responded gene is the nicest guy in the biz like people who have met gene being like he is the nicest person on the planet and then somebody said get gene on the podcast tagged gene and i said open invite gene come on the podcast whenever you want so balls in his court it seems like he's having fun with the things that he's doing, so maybe doesn't care to uh, uh, to come here. But we'll see. He's be- the invite is out there. The thing that I want, and I would, I can't wait till we have Gene on. But the thing that I really want most is I want us 
to be on our favorite show. Yes. The Oilers broadcast. Like my favorite episode. TV show is just Oilers game. <laughs> yes. Oilers game or Oilers intermission report? No, no Oilers, Oilers game. game just like, a whole Oilers all, parts, game. all parts Oilers game. Oilers game is my favorite show. Connor McDavid does a bunch of shit. It's amazing. Leon Dreisaitl. Did we we didn't even talk about Evan Bouchard this episode? No. We were playing. Evan Bouchard has been fucking awesome of late. Just scoring goals. Got six points in his last three games. So you get to see all this cool, fun shit. And then you watch the broadcast. <laughs> yeah. Oilers game. Best show on TV. Uh, you should uh, you should like make merch or just like a, a branded thing that's just time for Oilers game. Time for Oilers with, game. With uh, capital O, capital G. Time for Oilers game. Like Molly's game? Yes. And I want to, we should get like uh DV, like the, I'm going to put in one of the uh, lockers on like the top shelf. DVD box set. I'm going to have like DVDs of like Oilers game. DVD box set Oilers game. Oilers Love game. That. You got various playoff ones and they're. Yeah, you got to get like VHSs that are handwritten like Oilers versus uh, Flames. Yeah. The old uh, Richard and Monica thing. Didn't yeah. Richard, oh, yeah. didn't Richard uh, VHS tape mm -hmm. all his sexual encounters? Yes. Was Richard a sex pest? I think so. I this was. I know the specific clip you're talking about at the very least. He was a sex pest, well, not, not just because of the mustache. There may have been like a misunderstanding at some point during that episode, but like uh, there's the clip Chandler of believed yeah. that he found a uh, a yeah, sex tape of Richard and Monica, and he showed it to Joey, and it's like it's a tape hmm. with Monica's name on it, and he's like, "Get there faster!" I literally just saw that clip like two days ago. Wow. Okay. You know, what's always a pet peeve of mine. People associate mustaches. With, with porn yeah that's so weird to me everybody had a mustache in like the 80s it wasn't just the porn people but so th that are cops like a cop stash or a porn stash yeah like everybody had a mustache back in the day and, yeah. I, and i miss that time because mustaches rock i love that that uh i feel like uh big cat has been doing mostly like beard mm -hmm. for a while when he was just mustache an iconic look. Hell yeah. All right. Well, I that's going to do it for uh, today's show. We don't have much for you tomorrow. Oh, wait. We have Jeff Skinner on the show. Up the burrs, baby. We had an awesome conversation with Jeff Skinner. It's amazing. He is a hilarious guy. Sean asked him some Sabres questions. We had a blast. And it was a long conversation. Like He basically did an episode of the podcast with us. So check that out. It's going to be Amazing. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.